Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 185. 185. 185. Keeping hope alive. Keeping 185, keeping hope alive. We're all about rhymes this week. We are. This week is just full Rhyme of times. Rhyme times. A lot of good ones. A lot of good ones in this, this week's of, episode. Yeah. And this is the B-Movie Breakdown, yeah. a weekly podcast where we find the humor, enjoyment, and awesome movie bad films on the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Oh my god. Yeah. That was an aggressive. Why are you doing that gesture? Yeah. Toward the microphone. Yeah. What are you doing? <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> just, well, that's been a that, was, that, that that quick little like that's been grunt. A, yep. that, was, that was the audible live read for this week. Oh, that's what that is. <laughs> Man, you squeeze in so many Dean Koontz books. I know. That was wild. It was just like go to audibletrial.com slash B movie all right there. And I said like every Dean Koontz book that's ever <laughs> existed. Good. Well, that's well. Well played. It, it is well played. Yeah, good. Uh, I'm you, sure Audible will love that ad. Speaking of that play, real good. you can play this podcast on Apple Podcasts on your phone. If you have an iPhone, it's already, the podcast app is there. It comes on your phone already. That's sick. So if you didn't delete it and you listen to podcasts, do it right there. Man, right, somebody should write Steve Jobs an email. No, he did a good job. Yeah. You, maybe you could put a quarter in his grave. <laughs> oh, you can hear him talk to you about the Apple what the f- iPhone one? <laughs> so you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. That'll make sense later. <laughs> It'll make sense later. Yeah. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. We're all over the fucking place, but also most importantly, our website bbpodcast.com. And if you also another important key aspect. Ooh, what's that? If you leave a review, yeah, on Apple Podcasts. Oh, speaking of jobs. By the way, I hate. Apple Podcasts, like when you go to our thing, at least on mine, the top, the first review it shows is like the first review ever. Yeah. And it's the only one star review by some like shit troll person. Oh my god, that's the every like, other review is like positive five stars. And the first one, I mean, that makes sense. The first though. one's like if you want to listen to two idiots in their mom's basement, one star. Every other review, there's even a review combating that guy's review. They, there's a little battle going on there? Yeah. That's nice. See, I can't see any of this cool stuff because I got my my droid. Well, that's the first one. I wish, I need to like email Apple and be like, can we get this one? What year did that come from? I don't know. It's like the, but it's the first review. Like, if it was the second one, that's why is it going to be the first one? should be the newest review on top? Or the most yeah, helpful, the most, the best? I would say just the newest, honestly. One because, of the better ones? Or like the most, because can you like a review? Yeah. It's so like the most think, well, the most well liked one. Right. It's so frustrating. What you should do is go on Apple Podcasts and like like every review but that one. Right. Because that doesn't help anybody. Right. It's so frustrating. Why is that the one? Because like you'd think over. But, but when you look at the rating, it says like four point five. So then if you if it if it gets your attention, like oh, it might not be total ass. I mean, I'll listen to but it. But it also brings down that four point, it's like 4.5, because right, it's not, otherwise not it'd be, a full, yeah, because right. there's that one one-star review. I mean, I think it's good to have, I mean, it wouldn't be the internet without that review. Right. I mean, I wish it wasn't the very top review. Right. I mean, maybe the second one right. would be okay. But if you if you go on there and review uh, the podcast, leave a movie suggestion in there, and we will for sure watch it. We watch most of the suggestions anyways. But as soon as we see that review, it'll be the next movie after we see that review. You put your review in our queue. Yeah, and you can also give us suggestions and questions and comments. That was a good one. And things suggestions like that. and questions. Suggestions and questions that and was comments. That's a good one. 
And you could uh, like you could give us those on Instagram. Follow us at B Movie Breakdown, Twitter at B Movie Podcast, uh, Facebook B Movie Breakdown, uh, website bmoviepodcast.com. There was a good comment the other day uh, on Instagram from at McCooley underscore DMP. Badass. Um, on the uh, post about the Kathy's Curse episode, saying I haven't heard someone being called a whore that much since middle school. Thanks for the nostalgia, guys. Can that be the first review on iTunes? <laughs> I really like that That's comment. That's what I would like. The comment made me laugh. It's a good one. So, uh... Because we know what we say. But I think he was more talking about the movie. Well, that too. He said being called a whore. Oh, all right. We said whore a lot on the podcast. Well, one of us nobody did. Nobody was being called a whore. I said whore like one time. <laughs> I shook my head no. Right. <laughs> I said whore a few times. A few times. And but I liked uh, cow better. That was a better insult. <laughs> cow? Yeah, you cow. With your udders. Get over here, cow. Well, that's because he asked her to whip her tits out. Did she say that, or did I just come up with that? Maybe you're just an asshole, and I should stop talking to you. <laughs> I think you're just quoting me. Oh, good. But I can't remember. Uh, so, yeah, find us on all those social media platforms. Whip your tits out was not in whip, that movie. <laughs> it was this from your mouth to my ears and the internet's. Save forever. Mentioned on another podcast. Cassie's curse. Quote. Whip your tits out. <laughs> I should put that in the back of the Blu-ray, Blu-ray release. B&B podcast reviews. Just whipping tits out. Doesn't make any sense. No context. Just no context. So do you have anything you would like to plug before we get on to this week's movie? Um, what, what date does this podcast go out? It'll go out April 25th. All right. Um, It'll be today, the day you're, you're listening to this. Or maybe not, because you can listen to it any day. True, well, right, the day it debuts, if you, yeah. Um, Why well, do illustrations and write stories at Scatterville.com, and you can follow me at Scatterville Stories on the Instagram. I There is a local Chicago band, Blind Adam and the Federal League, whose album release show is at the Chop Shop in Chicago the 28th, 27th. Ooh, What's go, that Saturday? Going up against Avengers Infinity War. What's that Saturday? Not a good idea. What's that Saturday? I forget what the that's 28th. Saturday. Okay, that's the date it is. I jer- Who's going to go to the show? Everyone's going to be going to see Avengers. Right, because you, you can't do that earlier on a Saturday. What up? People are going to go to the movies at night. Well, okay, you can you can email Adam and tell him you should just change your show to for Avengers Affinity, Infinity Wars. But speaking of comics, dummy, I drew him a comic, and they're going to release it. It's based on one of their songs. Called Uncle Tommy, which the music video should be up to. My work will be in that also. Nice. So that'll be around. Nice. But you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Blind Adam. Federally. Just search it. Don't yeah, do an there. at. Just search Blind Adam Federal League. Correct. That's the easier way. It is. And me at Scatterville Stories. Scatterville Stories. But speaking of me, I'm on a podcast and this is it. This is it. And this week's movie is a revisit. To a movie we watched a number of episodes ago when Nick was not on the podcast, so he's never seen this movie. We're also uh, contacted by the director more recently when the Blu-ray for this movie was coming out via Scream Factory. And that movie I speak of is the 1990 film Rockula. It's the best of the worst. So, one 
one thing that was brought up while we were watching this movie was... We brought up a few things, but what is this Many, one? many things. We did. Yeah. Um, was, why was this a thing? <laughs> why? You know, in what in what regard? As far as, like, this curse. Oh, I thought you just meant the existence of the movie. So like, it Why says, did this happen? Here we go on Wikipedia. Yes. He's 400 years old. He is. Ralph. It's a good age for a vampire. He's got some time in him. And he's living under a curse. After meeting Mona, the girl of his dreams, 308 years ago, yes. Ralph lost her after she was killed by her jealous boyfriend, a pirate. Since that time, Mona has been reincarnated every 22 years, only to fall in love with Ralph and die under the exactly the same circumstances. Yes. Killed on Halloween by a rhinestone, peg-legged, pirate-wielding, giant hambone. Yes. I feel like the rhinestone thing only came in, like, maybe, like, 1960. Because the rhinestone thing couldn't have been a thing forever. But still, even on Wikipedia, it is still not explained what the curse is. Usually, it's like... I thought this was going somewhere. I didn't pre-read. It's like... I thought it was going somewhere. Look, so let me talk. So it's like... But we... Step one, you know, fall in love, get murdered. This stuff's got a lot of parts. Step two, question mark. Step three, curse happens. How does a curse happen? Right. What is there magical connections to this pirate? These are plot questions that I need answered for me. How am I going to sleep at night, Corey? There's two plot questions. Oh, three. There's, I probably three got Three major plot questions. I, I probably have. got a bunch of them. Right, I have a bunch of them, too. And this is like my second time seeing this movie. Yes. Uh, previous, it's on a previous episode when Anime Dan was on the podcast. We had watched this film. And uh, this is your first time seeing Rockula. My inaugural time. And I do, this movie has this like unique charm to it. There is charm. And I do enjoy it for its absurdity but and I, its outrageousness. Those are all positive qualities. Right. But there's like three major things. One of them is what we just discussed, the curse thing. I don't know how, why, it just happened. It'd be nice, because usually curses just don't happen. Like, Was there some kind of, oh, go ahead. mom put the curse... That could have been a thing. It could have I been. I would have accepted that. Well, if she's doing double duty as a psychic, perhaps she is legitimately a psychic. Right. Va- vampires can have powers of premonition and right. magical attributes, which will be addressed. But <laughs> anyways, what's what was the other thing that... You said there was three. That's two. Well, that's one. Well, one the was... Curse thing. Oh, the curse thing. Well, okay, fine. So what is the second? The one? other one, I feel like, is too big to get to yet. Okay. It's too big. Okay. So then what would... The, is the third one also... I don't... What would be the third one? Is that also... We're not there yet? I don't know what kind of stage you want to set. This podcast has reviewed this episode before, so, like, there's archival footage. Right. So I'm curious, because we can get into the meat of it. I'm here. And, like, what are your... Seeing it this many... In a different era, I guess, we'll use that term. Right. Now. Like, how how does it come across to you? How does it wash about you? Well, I still... I still... It's, it's a... It's a... It's an interesting movie because I you wonder how this was like pitched to people. Correct. It's be curious. How I'm this curious was on that, because yeah. it's like it's a comedy. Yeah, that's true. It's like a teen. I mean, not teen, but almost like a well, no, four hundred, four hundred, <laughs> but like, but no, it has a teen count, eighties teen ish thing, almost brat packy type of, you know, twenty yeah, something comedy thing. Yeah, going for it. But it's also a musical, but it's not a musical because in musicals, the songs 
lead our progression. It's part of the story. Right. The lyrics have something to do with what's going on in, throughout the movie or musical. The plot does not just pause and a song happens. Right. That's what happens in this movie. It just does. music videos happen. Right. And one time a literal music video happens, Correct. but also All it right. wasn't a music video. We're it was already, real life, but it led into... Well, we're already there. <laughs> you want to just... Yeah, we're there because like it's, it's hard to ignore because it's, it's the thing that... It, I, no, it drives just, you... Even when you're watching it, it drives you nuts so hard. It's because it's the one thing I remember most about this movie. Oh my God. Like There's so many other crazy things to talk about. Because but this, I, this trumps... This takes the, uh, the cake, I suppose. It does. Because I don't understand... It is thinking too far into it. I understand that. Just go for it. Yeah, just go ahead. But, like, they're on a date. Things are happening. They're, like, walking and talking. All of a sudden, they kiss. He walks away. Now they're singing. And that's fine because that's how most of the movie has been thus far. 52 minutes of the movie so far has been scenes like that. Where there's singing... In the middle of a scene. Yeah. Even later on in the movie, yeah. the mom does like yeah. a sing and dance thing. Yeah. yeah. Multiple musical performances, whether on stage or not on stage, have happened so far in this movie. And they ha- and they have just been part of the movie. Correct. Then, this one happens... I also want to throw out that at this point in the movie, I was waiting for like a serious emotional hook. Because we can talk more about Mona and um, Ralph, but like... They're clearly a thing, but they haven't shown much emotional connection or like totally into right, each other. Right. Based beyond the fact that they, you know, four hundred years ago, they there were they knew each other and there was a curse. So I finally get that. I'm like, oh, this is like legit serious stuff. Right. And, and right before and then, the song starts, you get that moment. Yeah, you do. And so then he she was, says something like, "It feels like I've known you my whole life, or feel feels like I've known you forever." Right. So you get you get that. And the song that they sing, I can only assume... I was writing down what I felt like the names of the songs were based on the choruses. Sure. Um, what I would d- d- dub this song is, um, You'll Be By My Side. Sure. And so it makes sense for the, you know, emotional moment that happened. It does. Especially he's having conflictions about, you know, like... Her whole situation that she's gonna die. Do I? How do I save her? Yeah. Things like that. How yes. do I do things right this time? But he runs away because it's his thing. That's why he runs away after kissing her because it's his thing in this with this whole situation. He runs away yeah. from it. At first, I was like, "Where are you going, Ralph?" Oh, he just walked around the so corner th- to sing a song. So throughout this scene, oh. you know, it's a whole like '80s duet ballad. Yeah. Uh, very reminiscent of almost like a Lita Ford Ozzy situation, close my eyes forever type of thing. I don't disagree. Uh, you know, her whole vibe was like almost like a Lita Ford type of thing going on. Yeah. There. Uh, 80s pop star, but like pop rocker, not just, you know. Yeah, like right. A... And in the character of, what was her name? Her Mona. name was Mona. So. They only said it a thousand times. It was just like, right. God, jeez. No. What's her name? Mona. Right. I don't know why I said it. I was confusing it with something else. No. Anyways, yeah, I was just saying. Um, it's funny you mentioned pop stars because there are multiple pop stars in this there movie. There are. Uh, Tony Basil, Oh Mickey, You're So Fine song, plays his mom. Yeah. That's his mom, is, is Tony Basil. And then the like bad guy in this, the villain Stanley, who that's part his character is part of my third issue that I have. All right. We'll get to um, that. 
Thomas Dolby plays him. Uh, famously, lots of big hits in the '80s, especially "Blinded Me with Science," probably his biggest hit. Uh, also scores a ton of movies now uh, and and whatnot. So during this scene, don't forget Bo Diddley. Bo Diddley is also he's the X Man. It's the X-Man. I should dare forget about Bo Diddley. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, it's, it, I can't believe Bo, Bo Diddley's in this movie. It's amazing. And it's not like a, that's a shot against the movie. No, it's just like Bo Diddley's in this. Right. But it is kind of a shot against this movie because this movie is like... All, it does, It's like all over the place. You can have... That's what makes... Honestly... If but, I was to give one credit, it's like that's why it works is because it's so out of control. But that also leads into areas of like, what are we doing here? Right. What are we up to right now? Right. And and, and that is what makes it in, enjoyable for this podcast is because it's like, what the fuck is going on? Most of the movie is like, what the fuck's going on? I guess we're just watching music videos and back to the music <laughs> video at hand. You know, it's a whole duet. It's like they're all over the place. They're walking alone, singing, sad. They're trying to find each other, be by their side. They're, they find some stuff. They go through like a homeless shanty town when under you're, the highway. When you're sad, that's where you belong. And those are like these little girls who are like trying to bring them back together. So, and they're they're sad. And then they get their have their lives are brought some sort of joy aside from being, you know, they're homeless. Well, they, and, they, and they end up they end up into the homeless the shanty homeless shanty town because in the middle of them talking. Ralph gets hit by a car. And gets he's, beat up. He's stuck on the hood, but the car keeps going. Yeah. And the motor's like, where are you going? And then he just, the car makes a turn and he rolls into the curb and then he's lost around this, um, you know, bunch of burning barrels and homeless people. And so once and he they, does get beat up. Once they end up back together. At the he's end of not the a very strong vampire, but that's his thing. Yeah. At the end of the music video, their whole yeah. duet, they end up back together. Yeah. And then it goes back to them on the steps where they were before, yeah. kissing, and she's like, oh, what was that? And it was like a whole thing of like, okay, you know, you could interpret it like, you know, he like... Oh, it's his glamour, man. Glamour. That's a huge deal I could talk about. Vampire's uh, powers. He's a con artist. To, like, you know, that's what kissing him brought that, like, video right. in. And then, that was like, on top of that emotional moment you had before... That was their full like connection, right. reconnection. In that moment, instead instead of like him walking away, that was when like boom, the glamour kicked in. He's like, "I'm gonna take you on a fucking mental journey because I'm a vampire and I have these right. powers, and we're gonna have fun, and it's gonna be awesome." Because my idea of fun is walking around a homeless area with burning barrels. And then they this they walk away. But that happens. Yes. They walk away. The camera zooms out, and it's like, "All right, you yeah, know, got it." On to the next scene. And you could have done this. You could have just went on to the next scene. It could have been a, a similar scene without one aspect. I love and it, it drives me nuts. I love it drives you so nuts. It Be- just because, breaks, your, it breaks your brain. Because it breaks the movie. Well, I mean, it. I'll tell you how that... If if the movie... Because did, did we watch a 52-minute music video? Oh, my God. It drives you so nuts. <laughs> you just want things to be so orderly. And no, I like, don't. I no, no, watch I, I, plenty of movies where things are not ordered, right. and I enjoy. You're them. right. That was that was. I was getting to a point, but you're right. That's not what I totally meant by that. But I'm I'm just like this. That could have if the movie was more ridiculous. If it was something like Michael Jackson's that movie. Where it's literally music videos right. strung together, but it's so crazy. That's what you're doing. There's like a loose, and then like all of a sudden it builds into some like loose narrative, and like there's crazy shit going on at the like towards the end of what's it called? 
uh, Moonwalker. Moonwalker. Okay, good. I'm yeah, glad I right. remember that. And right, and it was and then music it, video. And then it and builds then... into like a narrative, and then like the ending is just like climax. It just kind of just becomes a thing, where Joe Pesci, yeah, yeah, is the bad guy, and like shit's gonna conquer the world. <laughs> and there's robots or shit. This movie is not that ridiculous, so it can't. So when it just throws that at you. Because that transition is like from like a moonwalker. It's like, oh, that movie. Now we're in a whole right. different dimension. But it pulls back a whole different world. And what it, when it pulls back, it starts pulling back from a TV. Yeah. And then there's in the corner, there's like the music video. There credits. is, and that's when you get upset. And then it's like, so that whole emotional moment that they shared, this whole thing, it throws it up for debate. So what? This was just a music video, or was this real life, or was this both? And we're just supposed to accept it and move on. Which is okay, I'm fine with that. Right. But it's just such a weird... It breaks that emotional moment. It breaks... You could have just cut that part where they zoom out of the TV because we already knew her music video premiere was happening. Right. So you could have had the same... Maybe not the three little girls because it's the same little girls that are in the music video as the homeless girls. Were they right? Right. You didn't need them at the party. Where I don't know where they came from, where their parents are. But after that scene, going on, they're in the rest of the movie. They're in the rest of the movie. <laughs> they're in it at the end, performing on stage. They're part of the band. Yeah. They're part of Mona's band, but only after they were homeless people. How many little girls should be playing songs at Club Hell? <laughs> no. How many? Three? Is that a good number? Three. Because that's what we got. Three. Three. So yeah, that that oh, part is like, still they're like Cerberus. Even this, even three-headed this. Never mind. Even the second viewing of this movie, uh, it still like breaks my brain and breaks the movie to like it's like what the fuck, which is like it's not and it's almost not even it is a complaint, but at the same time it's not a complaint because it's part of what makes this movie just absolutely insane. It's like this and this is the most insane moment of the movie. It's like. We're watching this. You think you're just watching a move, part of the movie because the rest of the movie's been like this. But no, this was an actual music video. Out of all the music videos that take place in this movie that are just part of the movie, right. why was this one the music video? Don't know. Why couldn't it have been her on stage in that cage? That could have been the music video. I mean, anything that wasn't the main emotional hook of the movie. Right. It's coming together. You could just be like, oh, he used his magic to make that the music video. Because who shot that? At first on I th- their date. At first I thought, before I saw it in the corner, I thought I was pulling back to like security cam footage of like the bad guy watching, what was, he's Bert Stanley. He's barely Stanley. a bad guy. He's just a lunatic. He's just he, a lunatic. He wasn't. He wasn't. In, he was an insane person. On coke all on the time. On coke. And I don't know what his business even was. It doesn't make any sense. His business was... I get that it's funny maybe because it makes no sense. I want to throw that ahead of all of my critiques. If I'm critiquing, I get that it's ridiculous, but I'm going to address it. Right, because it's what we do on here. I get yeah. It's what we do. Among other things. We, You know, we take it and we run with it. And and I'm going to... And the Stanley thing, kind of the part of the thing that is like a pro, a, an issue with me is not what is his job, because I understand he sells like... Coffins and caskets, that's his business. Part that it's yeah, there's more than just coffins and caskets involved in this business. Right, cryogenics. Yeah, cryogenic freezing you. But but all sorts of all sorts of it's a gimmicks for caskets, gimmicks right. for death. We get there eventually, right. Death related after you know, death related funeral things is what he sells. But how, is he making this much money off of this business? I understand <coughs> it could be pot it could be 
successful for a normal human being. This man is not selling just normal caskets. He's venturing into so many insane things. He had a casket that was a spit roaster. He did. He invested money into this. Correct. Nobody's buying that. Well, he also, so he's not getting a return. He also had a headstone where you put you put coins in and flowers pop out of the ground. And he had one also where you press a button and it says annoying things that the person said in their real life. Yeah, he had a he had a shirtless hillbilly named Elmo <laughs> listen to his Elmo. wife complain at him. Elmo. I'm telling you, once Elmo became a puppet, it stopped being a human name. Right. You can't like you're not you're not gonna run across too many in two thousand eighteen too many Elmo Jenkins. <laughs> Oh, have a new kid. What's your name? Elmo. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You like Sesame Street? No, it's my grandpa's name. Oh. Yeah. Couldn't you make that his middle? It's, couldn't uh... you make Elmo his middle name? He'll just go by Mo. It's fine. And Elmo is existed since the seventies. The name? He, no. Oh no. The, the character. name Elmo came out in the seventies. <laughs> no, the character. Yeah. But like. Oh, but it's seventies. Be... That, that guy was. Clearly born before the seventies, so that happens. Yeah, but it, it, it um it didn't really hit hard. Nah. Elmo as a character until nineteen eighty five. Sure, that's when he became like a main. Like before that, and it was just like a random character. Right. Then it became like a character. Look at a Muppet shit over yeah. here. Yeah. Um, nineteen eighty five, but this movie was nineteen ninety. So, like, your whole point is don't name things Elmo because it's just gonna be silly. Which is the point. Like, you're gonna laugh at that guy's name being Elmo. Right. I just like to, yeah, just point out, you know. But Stanley's business, I just don't understand how he had so much money. Because he he, he, he a, invests. He afford, he could afford insane outfits. And I understand people in the 80s dressed outrageous at times. But he dressed more outrageous than anybody. Man, he was, I don't know, it's like steampunk, vintage, like this lunatic maniac out of this world. Slightly Middle Eastern at times. Well, yeah. Well, he had the he wore the fez, so it's just like what is? And he had, he had those like Middle Eastern people at his party too. Like, were they investing in something? Those were obviously he, his investors. He had that Asian dude in the beginning. That's how he, he scams and people. Then he had it's those Asian whole... lackeys to play his like video for him. Well, those were with the Asian the um yeah the um they're investors. The other Asian guy. Yeah. The the guys in the suits those and like that was like he was trying to sell that that dimension breaking music video. To like, or maybe they had already invested money in it. I mean, they're from like Abu Dhabi or some shit. Right. The you know UAE or Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's one hundred percent. So it's what just it look like dropping, dropping. Those guys have more money than they know what to do with. Yeah, just dropping bombs. The real question. Well, yeah, bombs. But we we give them the bombs. They pay us that money, and then we give them the bombs, and then they level Yemen. Is what happens. <laughs> that's what happens if. Um, the or they invest in Stanley's and Stanley. Not only that, is his clothes was like outrageous, and his apartment is like top notch. Yeah, but also he drives a glorified monster mobile. It's awesome. It is. It makes no sense. Like like straight out of the monsters, but it is a glorified steampunk almost version. Right of that of that vehicle. He's it's. And he drives it around town. And he doesn't know how to park it. Because it doesn't fit boop, anywhere. Where is what we're doing? It doesn't fit anywhere. Was this supposed to take place in L.A.? I don't know. I was looking for Or New clothes. York. They mentioned tri-state area. They do, which is usually... 
Right. So I thought, and he had like a. Uh, was it tri-state or it was tri-state, not tri-county, right? Yeah, he said tri-state area. All right. The um, he had a Empire State Building thing in his room, so I thought maybe it was supposed to be New Yorkish. It never felt like LA, but it also it could, didn't feel like. But LA. it kind of did at times because like the club and like the way like it almost looked like it was like. You know, people hanging out at like the Roxy and like stuff like that, like yeah. that like era with like, you know, just like the the, the all the. It's, I mean, I mean, obviously people were still doing like the, you know, hair metal thing, but there was such an LA scene thing. It was to me that when I think of that, I don't think of that as a New York scene thing. Not, I mean, like dudes hanging out on the street looking like that, like when he's looking for her. Yeah, that looked like LA. It looked like an that's like an LA thing. I don't know. I can't. I can't place my uh, wagers in either direction, just because it was so ambiguous, and I don't know. Are people wearing this because like that's what's going on, or are they just absurd? Well, no, they're wearing it because I mean, it isn't. It's nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety. It's still that. See, I'm too busy was... thinking at night. In the daytime, during the street, when the vampire puts on sunblock to walk around, because that's good enough. Then he does come across the uh, hair metal guys, right? And that's fine because they were hanging they out, were and that's thing, yeah. if that's how you dressed, you know, all the time. You didn't just dress it that night. You people no, like all, yeah, you, that. Yeah, you. That's you. Yeah, it was you. Oh yeah, yeah. So fuck yeah, it was. And so it just felt like I just was trying to put my finger on where it was supposed to take place, and I thought New York because of certain things they said, but then I also thought I should have paid more attention to the daytime. That would have helped. Yeah. Me. Yeah. But he's a vampire, so we don't get much of that. Not much daytime, just the one one scene. Just enough to establish that sunblock is enough. My only issue with that is, I accept that. Keep the sunglasses on. You can't put sunscreen on your eyes. Unless his eyes are made of a different material. They're going to burn out of his head. Or if they do burn out of his head. And well, they didn't, so... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it didn't happen. So... <laughs> Eventually, well, the, the, the answer would be what if he would die? One day, maybe they might because he just freely walks around with no sunglasses on in the daytime. I do like vampire movies where they. I'm I'm always flipping back to where things need to be a little more silly with vampires because, like you know, if you take the cross away, you take the uh, garlic away, which are all things that are superfluous anyways. That's fine. Um, sun is what matters. Like that's the deal breaker. If the sunlight doesn't kill you or cause you harm, you're not a vampire. I mean... The sun's gotta hurt you, man. Daywalkers can't be a thing. Well, they're mutated freaks. They're abominations. (laughs) Daywalkers are? Yeah. You talking about Blade? Or any other ones in specific? I mean, just daywalkers in general, but sure, Blade counts. Yeah, because he's... He's like human, too. Right, maybe Rockula's part human. He's not. We don't know that. We don't know anything more about Rockula as a character, which we should. We just know he's a vampire. You're not even going to bother with how he became a vampire. He just is one. Right, and his mom is not much older than him. She's old enough to be his mom, I guess. Right. She's old enough to be... Literally, she's old enough to be his mom, and for him to be that age. Maybe, though. Okay. How old... Yeah, she has him when he's like... She's like 16, 15, because they're from forever ago. He was born 400 years ago. That likely happened. 
and then he's what? Well, like, yeah, they have, they, have like, they have like a 20 year difference in yeah, age. That's enough. Actual 20. Between Dean Cameron and Tony Basil, they have See, I assume difference. it's closer because he has a hot vampire mom. Well, because, yeah, she I mean, right. She was extremely attractive. So. She was an attractive vampire mom. Yes. She was a little too, like, sexual around her son. That's what vampires do, man. They're just real sensual. Sensual or sexual? I said sensual. S- you said sexual, <laughs> and I said sensual. They're both. Those things aren't connected? No, they are. Sensuality and sexuality are not connected? I, I, I'm not I'm not debating that. It's like two fangs. You can need them both. We actually don't need them both, because you can have... Never mind. I mean, things one be, thing I... Things can be sexual, not sensual. One thing that's funny about this movie, too... It is a vampire movie. It is a vampire movie. But they don't do many. They don't do like any vampire things. Oh, there's one scary thing he does that I wish was ignored. <laughs> okay, they do that one thing, but other than that, like aside from having lived forever, we don't need to see them do that. They just are. They, well, they live forever. They do need. They never established. Well, the sight of blood makes him nauseous, and he talks about how he hates it and can't do it. But they show him picking up. Um, Red Cross blood donations from somewhere. So if that's not just for Mother, he needs... That'd be scary if it was like a Norman Bates vampire thing. Oh, that's wow. eternity. It never ends anyways. Right. Um, but so he needs blood, but he doesn't like blood. And you can't see him in mirrors unless you're looking at, which is important, that he should probably be addressed now, that because of this curse, or maybe because he has a fucking mental disorder... I think it's just in his head. It's he's hallucinating. Head. No, it's more than that. This it, is a real entity. It's it's not even just in his head. It's in mirrors. It's, I mean, it's, it's just like a... You can use it as like a conscience or an inner voice. He's not seeing things. It's just, yeah, he just has an like inner voice No, that Corey, that's clearly a real being. That's well, it real ends up being. being a real being. It was always a real being. Well, yeah, it lived in its own mirror world. We'll he did say one. Talk he, about Mirror talk. Ralph did say at one point though, like I don't have my own love life. It's true, but he, said he that. was making out with some chick in Mirror World at one point. That wasn't love, Corey. He could fall in love. He's clearly no. going out finding babes. Where? How is he going out finding these Corey, chicks? Corey, finding girls doesn't mean you're in love. It might just mean Mirror Ralph is lonely and sad and wants attention. Right. That's not love. But he can find love. He clearly cannot. Ralph can't protect the woman he likes ever. She's died 14 times. There's no... I want to address points, but I don't know how to get to points. I, mean, I, I want to construct some kind of The movie doesn't consensus. get to points. I know. But, like, we establish... I mean, right. I don't even know where I'm going to jump in here. I'm trying to... You think on the fly. You gotta try and construct something that makes sense. Well, I mean, like the whole point of the movie, we've already said. We said that is he's got he's gonna meet her again, right? And this time, he's finally gonna do something about it. He's he's tried he's tried to do things like fourteen times though. He's like seen her die fourteen times. It and we kind of it, it's kind of told to us why he keeps failing all the time. Eventually, by the end, right? We get an explanation for that, but it just makes me which I like that. I yeah, like that. yeah, because it's plausible, right? Um, we we're talking about vampire stuff though. That's what we were on a good path there. Like he doesn't do much vampire stuff, so I was just saying the only vampire stuff he does do. So like, he's got to drink some kind of blood. He, the mirrors, the sun kills you or makes you not... That's not good. There was one more vampire. Oh, and then he... Crosses don't do anything to him. They do nothing, which is... Neither does garlic. That makes sense because, like, why would it? Stupid. 
dumb. Yeah, but it's cool when it doesn't. It's like some movies. Like, like I, in Fright Night when the cross gets burned on the one guy's head, it's fucking cool looking. It's cool, but like, is that what would really happen? I don't know. Vampires don't exist. Oh, you're breaking my world. At least I've never met one. How about that? That's fair. That you know of. I've never met one that or tried know- to kill one. And that's... <laughs> yeah, I've probably met a few vampires. <laughs> sure you have. Um, But yeah, no, um, nobody... And there's like no one out to try and kill him. Like, they just exist as vampires. Right. It's just a thing. Just him and his mom. Him and his mom. But you were going to bring up another point. I was, probably. Of the last thing he does... Last point about him doing vampire things. Yeah. One thing he does that, that really... Grinding your gears. Yeah, it's the worst. Like, vampires can do this and because they're magical beings, which gets me on, like, his glamour track. They can have magical attributes. They don't always have to, but they can. They can glamour you. They can reel you in because it's like a, they're predators. They're right. the, the ultimate predator. Right. And we are their prey. So they can mess with their minds, trick us, lure us in. Right. And he does that. And he also turns into one ugly-looking fucking bat. It's the most disgusting he bat. He's not even a practical bat. He can't fly. He's got. He's been drinking too much beer. It's like a fat blob with wings. A fat. It's like a critter with wings. And you know, not you, even a critter because the critters are critters are the bats. Like a, when you have this, whether you've ensnared this woman you've known forever. I want to talk about this imbalance between this relationship and this curse because that also grinds my gears. Because there's a lot going on there, and it's not good for Mona at all. But. So when he's trying to prove to Mona, no, I am a vampire. You've always known I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. No, I haven't done this in forever. I had, probably haven't done this in 22 fucking years. So then he turns into this disgusting pop belly bat. It's like, don't you love me? It's like, get out of here. No. And she leaves. It's like, it's like if you took a critter and mixed it with a garbage pail kid. Yeah. And just like, if like you could turn him upside down and like you just shit inside of his asshole and just fill him up until his stomach is bloated. Jesus. And that's what it looks like. And he probably smells that way too. <laughs> this guy, this guy, this bat's got a septic gastrointestinal tract, and I don't know what else to say about it. Um, I don't know why this made me think of this, well, the bat thing, but like when you talk about turning into a bat and like supposed to look more like a small bat, for some reason I immediately thought about there's a, there was a around, around the time when Bram Stoker's Dracula came out. Yes, uh, there was a skit on SNL. That was John Travolta. I think it was John Travolta as a bat. Oh, he was Dracula. Yes. And he had like people over at the yeah. at the castle, and like Renfield's there. Yeah. And then like, he, when he turns into a bat, they keep talking about how that like, the, the the people at the house keep saying about like, is he gay? Dracula. <laughs> okay. Because the way he's very flamboyant. When sure. He's, like, act, yeah. Which is funny because like now there's like all that stuff with like John Travolta like. Doing stuff, gay stuff. Oh well, you know, whatever. Whatever you want to do with Xenu is up to you. Right, but I think there was like some weird, like bad non, stuff, non, like non-consensual gay stuff. I don't stuff. know. Yeah, I don't know. We should split those rumors right now. <laughs> I just remember there was like a whole thing, like he, people he would get like have a bunch of dudes on his plane that he flew. I don't know. It was a thing. It's been like keep, it always pops up and then doesn't. It goes away and pops up. Anyways, anyways I don't give a, a shit. Sci- with, I don't a, give a shit what John Travolta does. It's Scientology money. He can, money he can blow dudes on a plane all he wants. I it's don't fine. give a shit. But, like, anyways, so, like, he would, when he would turn into the bat, he'd be like, I have to go, and, like, Renfield would also, was also, like, a bat. Okay. 
And then like they'd be like, those bats look like they're like oh, doing stuff. I have, I, that sounds familiar. I don't know. If they I would always it would always be on yeah. like a lot of like the Halloween specials that yeah. they would always do. They would always the replay. bats would just start banging yeah, each other. Yeah, like yeah, and then like. I think Michael McKean, when he was on the show, he f- comes in and he's like another vampire. And he's like, oh my God, I was like raped when I flew in here. <laughs> and it was like Dracula, oh, oh. like just going after him. Ah. Yeah, it was a real absurd that skit. That sounds real funny. And it, uh, they probably don't play it anymore on like the Halloween specials anymore. A little maybe, too, maybe too much maybe, or something like that. Maybe. And it's done so many Halloween skits over the right. years. I mean, it's the show's but, been on for 80 years. Right, we can move on from certain ones. Right. They'll do like some of the classic ones. They'll do like... The Jaws, yeah, like Jaws at the door, and they'll do like Dan Aykroyd doing like the, uh, like well maybe that's more of a Christmas one I guess with like the bag of glass for kids like a toy he's like the, that's a Christmas one he's like the toy but it's a good review one. guy it's a real like good a bag one. of glass I don't know why I thought that was a Halloween it's a good, it's a holiday special maybe one. because you're thinking Halloween like well gla- they would do like the, razor blades and glass well, yeah and candy. they always show like the yeah but they always maybe show, he did some Halloween ones yeah I think he did do a Halloween one and they always do like the uh, Chris Farley as the motivational speaker and like the dog poop on the doorstep it's thing. Good one. Yeah, so, but yeah, they, they would always do that Dracula one all the, the time, bats. and it was real. It was the, the gay. Bats yeah, that's thing. good though, because even that's <laughs> even that those are more believable bats. This thing's like a mutant, and I guess that's always like a thing too, right? With Dracula, like people would always say, like he was like real like flamboyant. Well, yeah, because yeah, he, and things like that. He is, yeah, he's very, he's out there. But anyways, anyways, it's not about it's not about it's not about Dracula. Gay bats. It's not about Dracula. It's about Rockula. It's about Rockula. Yeah. And uh, one reason the movie is called Rockula is because he's got to figure out a way to get Mona to fall in love with him. And at one point, he met, he lies to her and tells her he's in a band. And at this point, you think like, oh my god, this is impossible. How is this going to happen? This guy can't do that because he's yeah, he's got two weeks. He's got two weeks until she until she dies. Right. Until she's killed by the rhinestone peg legged pirate with a ham bone. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I like that. I like, do too. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It makes me go, I accept what's going it's on. It's funny. Here. Yeah, it is. And so he decides because he's at this bar he hangs out with all, all the time with like some friend of his who who's been his friend for a while because he knows the story. What do they call his what they, what do they call his name? He had a name. Cause it was fuck. Because it was he, he had a, he had a name. Then the bartender's name was Chuck, and then Bo Diddley was the axe man who was correct a random just blues musician who got wrapped into all this. No, they're friends. Sure, Rockula's uh, probably been watching the Axe Man play since he was like thirteen years old. Rody was that the guy's name? It started with an R, so maybe I think it was Rody, and. Though it says there's two characters named Rhodey in this movie, so that doesn't help. But yeah, that looks like the guy, kind of. So, anyways, the he gets you know Chuck the bartender. Rhodey, Chuck is a woman, by the way, and probably short for you know one of those girl names for like Charles. Yeah, something like that. Charlotte or Char. Um, what's the other one? Just I mean, just Charlie, but isn't that like? Short for right. something too. Well, Charlie would normally be short for Charles if it was a guy's name, but maybe no, Charlie I, would just be the girl's the first name. There's a longer version. I can't think of it now. I'm upset. Charlington. Charlington. Here's my beautiful baby girl, Charlington. <laughs> We're gonna call her Chuck, and her middle name's gonna be Elmo. <laughs> she's gonna be a bartender. She's, yeah, that's. She's yeah. gonna be a band one day. And then, so he decides to form a band with his friends because he's like, what do I, I got to do something. He's trying to get advice from them. 
they come up with the idea to form a band. Yeah. They have a band montage. There's a, quite a few montages. A, a sad, there's like a sad montage, a date montage. Yeah, but they try uh, on a different... So it's almost like... They're like being silly, trying to like band things. It's like you guys don't know what you're doing. You have no idea. But the only person I know here who's a musician is who I now know was Bo Diddley. <laughs> and he was in some absurd things. It was so crazy. It was. And so they, they, form, a, they form a band. They get a gig immediately. Again, glamour. How else does that happen? Right. He's doing his shit. Right. Um, or you could just think, like, this movie just <laughs> losing no, control. No, I'm staying on it because it, right. it matters no, too much. No, I know. It matters it, too so, much. like, the glamour thing totally makes sense. He's got the gig. He's at the club. Especially the club he got thrown out of previously. Yeah, they booted him. He just gets booked there. So he gets booked there as the band Rockula. Yeah. God, as, because the, his... His other personality in the mirror jokes with him, like, what are you going to call it, Rockula? Because it is a shitty name. Yeah, it sucks. And he's like, that's it. And for a band. And that's part of the joke. It has to be. Correct. And so they, they perform at Club Hell, and good club. he is already amazing on guitar. Bo Diddley, X-Men, we already knew he was good. Yeah. The bartender is like a percussion maniac. Correct. She's on top of it. And then the other dude is like a bass player, and he's fucking fantastic. Correct. They have an amazing stage show. Uh, it's absurd. There's a lot going on. He's got a suit jacket with like bat wings, and it says Rockula underneath his arms. A lot happened within like a 24-hour time span. Again, how else is that possible without vampire magic? If they didn't already know how to play. Right. He had to do some... And he right. couldn't just go on YouTube and learn how to play right. chords. Right. So... And then, but the thing is, they're not only just a rock band; they they only have two performances essentially that we see. That we get to see, right? The the la- very last one I wouldn't count as a performance. It's not by a them. performance at all by him. It is by the band. They're there. Yeah, but someone isn't. It's right. something else. But the other song that they perform isn't even a rock song. So you have Rockula up there performing a rap. Yeah, called Rapula. Rapula, I guess you could call it. <laughs> they said in the song, right? They did, and. So it goes from Rockula to Rapula, and the song they're singing is He's the DJ, I'm the Vampire, which is just a ripoff of He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper from Fresh Prince and the DJ Jazzy Jeff. That's fine. It's a call out. It is. It's, but it's like. It's an homage. It is an homage. But he has a great line in that song. It's great, isn't it? It is the opening line to this song. I'm the DJ. It didn't make He's the Vampire. It didn't make me want to turn off. It made me want to just get... I was really invested at this point. You were really invested. And this is the line that made you even more invested in the movie. It did. The This girl named Mina... She wanted my wiener. <laughs> this is the B-movie breakdown. <laughs> more beautiful words this, yeah. could not have been spoken. Yeah, for B-movie breakdown, this is Nick and that's Corey. We'll see you next week for the best <laughs> of the worst. The best Just of the, kidding, it's canceled. The best of the worst weenas. Oh my god. The best of the worst weenas. Oh man, I hate talking about weenas. It's a far stretch for a, a rhyme, right? The only way it works, because you have to rhyme something with weena, so you choose to name the woman Mina, which but, is a name. Well, or you have to or you already chose the name Mina, and you... You just wanted to rhyme something with wiener, no, and no, nobody, no. no, nobody's name could rhyme with wiener. 
I saw this beaner. <laughs> she wanted my wiener. That's nobody's name. I That's know. a bad term. <laughs> it's awful. So, but like, I, don't, I don't know what else. Like, what else you say there? She was real meaner, and she wanted to look at my wiener. I I don't know. You go the racist route, or as, you go... as soon as as soon as I seen her, I knew she wanted my wiener. There, that's better than the racist route that uh, I thought that they were gonna take. Well, it was a hypothetical. He just threw it out yeah, there. Yeah, it, it was, was a hypothetical. It was a you know hep- hypothetical quote that could have been uh, made by uh, Rapula. Yeah, I don't know Rapula's deal. Maybe he hates Mexicans. I don't maybe... know. <laughs> Maybe maybe Rapula wants to build that wall. <laughs> Rapula does. Oh, sorry, Rapula. <laughs> yeah, he wants to. He's a bat. He can just fly over the wall. He doesn't care. <laughs> that bat can't fly. <laughs> well, he couldn't fly either. Remember, he tried to fly. Or... He jumped out the window. He jumped out the window and landed on the ground. I thought he was gonna fly for real. No. And then he just fell. Nope. It's funny. Into the daylight after he put in his sunblock. Oh, I mean, it happens. Honestly, though, what was the point of the rap? It's just fun. Right? <laughs> but the uh, the other performance served a purpose. Yeah, it was like, I'm coming. Because you kept coming back to Mona, watching him like, oh, I, I, this guy knows what he's doing. Right. I, he didn't just tell me a lie. He actually is part of this group. Right. And he knows what he's but doing. But Rapula just happened. It's because there's... Nobody asked for it. <laughs> oh, you don't think they're asking for it? That was my popular demand. Rapula. Oh, we're sick of this Rapula shit. Where's our Rapula shit to be... Played at Club Hell. No, he was he was at Club Hell drinking like whatever he like a club soda or something, and he saw a girl Mina, and she looked at his wiener, and he had to write a song about it. She didn't look at it; she just wanted it. That's how she knew she wanted it. <laughs> Do you know how wieners work? Jesus Christ! She could have just looked at him and been like, "I want that wiener." Maybe she did. Oh, he was his whole body's the wiener. Is that what you're trying to tell me here? <laughs> I'm still laughing at something else. The terrible thing that was said. We're just talking about wieners. I wish you'd get over it. I thought we had an adult podcast here. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, in a certain way. Adult content. Yeah, I guess. Like wieners. Yeah. Speaking of people saying things weird. Oh, I was hoping you were just going to say speaking of wieners. Speaking of wieners. Well, the guy kind of was a wiener. But the guy who drove the airport shuttle... Why did he talk so weird? He sounded like Pee Wee. He's no. he, he was like, remember that nerd? What in? It was that nerd that was in. Oh my god! Oh, I come in peace. Remember there was that nerd in that movie? Yeah, he was a real absurd looking. I, he, but he talked like like I can't even do the impression. No, was you like, can't. Oh, why, yeah, I mean that's that's why, pretty why, close. That's like, pretty close. What are you doing, lady? That's pretty like, close. Almost like that, like. Uh, Professor Farnsworth, not Professor Farnsworth, Professor Frank, that Jerry Lewis mixed with like Conan's impression of a nerd. Like, oh, nerdy. Yeah, Conan's like, is oh, good. Hello. Conan's is good. That's what he talked like when he, oh, your stuff out of your bag. Right. But it was like not that guy's voice. Come on. That was like a, it was ADR. Dubbed. Right. But yeah. then, but earlier, before he even said that, he said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what he what he was doing. What lines were really said there? They got fucked up where they had to replace it with that. Or they're just like, this will be funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I mean, people people, people can talk that way. <laughs> they can. I don't think anybody does. I mean, I don't know. I don't know every person. 
I mean, that's just like the that's like the stare like in I Come in Peace. That is the stereotypical. It is eighties nerd. It's true. Like beyond Revenge of the Nerds type of nerd, like the Poindexter. Right. Like that guy's name was Poindexter. It was the <laughs> that's third. Literally, <laughs> Poindexter the third. Literally, his name was Poindexter, without a doubt. Um, but did we mention the first time they met in this movie? How Mona hit him with a car? Hit him with a car. Pulled it back to the future? Yep. Basically? Basically. Almost exactly. And then he knows... Except for it's the dad that hits the car. Right. But, I mean, we're going to get rid of the... The awkward mom stuff is a different... (laughs) It's it's fun. It's different. Well, I mean, if you go in line with what was supposed to happen, it's not an awkward mom situation. It's a guy meets girl situation. George. If it was... In the actual timeline, it's George who gets hit by the car. Correct. Right. 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 But I'm just... Right. In the actual timeline, but the change timeline is the focal point. Right. Kelvin Klein. I know. It's it's on his underwear. (laughs) Mona hits him with the car is my point. Right. And um, and then it's like a thing and then like... He's like, shh, because he's trying to avoid her. And then she hits him and it's like, fuck. Because now this is a good chance for me to... Because he has, ever since Mona was killed by a pirate with a rhinestone peg leg... Wielding a ham bone. For every every 22 years, she has been born again. Right. And then dies. Correct. Because he can't save her. That's right. that's the, the curse is not his curse. It's fucking... He's just an immortal vampire who happens to run... The fact that he gets the meter. She's being reborn every 22 years. Right. That's nonsense. It is. And every 22 years she lives a full life. You know what it almost, you know what it is? It's like Vampire 51st Dates. He knows, he has all her memories in his head. He knows all the good times she shared. He tries to remind her and she's like, what are you talking about? You're a vampire. Why are you taking me to the cemetery? You're a fucking turd bat. I don't love you. <laughs> it's, it's also Vampire Highlander as well, in a sense. Well, yeah, but I mean, Vampire Highlander, well, right. He, but he comes across people who look like people he knows. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, this is, Mona is actually Mona. Right, but in Highlander, like, he keeps, like, his wife that he had when in Ireland is also, it's like the same, it's like the same bloodline or whatever. But it's not the same individual person. Like she's it's the same actress. I, 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 I know what you mean. God damn it, what are we even talking about here? What the fuck? I'm trying to talk to a wiener over here, and I just can't handle it because obviously that's what I'm getting at. The by Mona is Mona, so this this dichotomy is very unfair to Mona. Mm-hmm. She's got that short on the stick, and she's died. I mean, the only good thing about this, I guess, is that she doesn't remember that when dying fourteen times. I guess. I guess. But he has all these memories where he loves her and saves her, and who knows. Like, in, did he always meet her two weeks before? Yes. It was always two weeks. Right. So he just has two weeks to meet her, get to know her, charm her, and but, then But they also made it her. seem like, too, that it wasn't always... Like, I understand... Okay, so the big reveal in the end, because I need to get to it to make my point, is that his mom was preventing this from happening. Correct. Because That's she why... she didn't want f- her baby boy to, like, leave and leave her. But I feel like some of the times it might have not been his mom fully because it's from the conversations he had with himself. He made it seem like 
he was just like hiding from it, like n- a- afraid of confrontation. Sure, I afraid of be- probably because his mom maybe at times had tampered with it, so he felt like he just can't do it. So why do it anymore? Well, I thought so he even said like he's like she's he you know they, they, his mom even said it too, and him himself said it like she's gonna die regardless of what you do. If you meet her or not, so right. like he, but they made it seem like there were times where he was just like, "Fuck it, I don't want to deal with this." There could have been, there could have been. I mean, it's fourteen; it's right. a lot of times. Like he met her and was like, "No, I'm not doing this." I feel like I, I had felt that perhaps he may have, tr- he may have tried all those times, and then he was trying to not do it this time, and then like, of course, he still had to do it, but he got hit by a car; it was taken away from him. But they don't. What 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 gets me about this is is like in the past their initial meeting, they fell in love. They had a connection because that had to have been real, otherwise it wouldn't have happened. Correct. So every time after that is trying to re him trying to recreate to, whatever. However he can, he's trying to get her to fall in love with me. It's very awkward. No, fall in love with him. <laughs> right, exactly. It's when you speak over yourself. It happens. It does. It does. It's real professional for a podcast to just talk over yourself. For sure. But um, my point was, after 14 times, like, he's just trying to skip to the chase. Like, I know you. This is dumb. And she's like, I don't know who you are. So I was hoping at the end that, like, when the curse was broken, when he stops the cycle, that maybe Mona would get all her memories of the past, and then she would have immediately had, like, 14 lifetimes in her brain. So like then they could have been on the same page. As of right now, they're still not on the same page. It's like she lived one life. It's like Battlestar Galactica Cylon spoilers. Like Saul is a Cylon, mm-hmm. and he he's only lived one life. Right. My point is so like, but he only knows because his mind was wiped. He's lived a bunch of lives before, but his mind was wiped, so he only remembers his one life. Like the fact he's a Cylon doesn't even fucking matter because he's only lived one life, and he didn't even know it was a Cylon. It's the same this is Mona. Mona, yeah. It's the exact it, same it's thing. Minus her being a Cylon. Well, who knows? Yeah, right. She's it's just a magic curse that a pirate and you know, bestowed upon her somehow. And there was one guy who could prevent it from happening and decided to, Well, not decided not to cuz some most of the time it was his mom interfering. She was fucking shit up. Yeah, cuz she just didn't want to have him leave. So like Mona's been tortured unbeknownst to her for 400 years. Right. Ah! And, like, how does she... How will she feel about this now? Like, because they haven't talked about that that has been going on for this long to her. And if you want to... They tell her, the like, the legacy, like, the story behind it. Yeah. And everything, but, like, now that they're together happily ever after, you know, in the end... Uh Uh-huh. Does she ask, like, how long has this been happening? I feel like maybe, I feel like, right, I feel like maybe her memories can come, because she would remember certain things, which means, like, that's, it's not a blank slate. Mona, the original Mona is in there. We don't get to meet real Mona. Right. We just get to meet this reprogrammed shell that exists in whatever time frame she's born in. But that, but then that, even though she's reincarnated, that it becomes the new Mona. Like the that is the real Mona. The new we don't know the original Mona. No, but I mean this this is the original Mona. It's her. It's the it's she. It's it's you know what I mean. It's not like a new model Mona. Mona the actual Mona. If she can remember anything, the memories are in her head. 
Right. Like her soul, if you want to say soul, whatever is going forward, is inside of her body. It's her. So right. my, my point is like the inner original interaction, Mona, Ralph, Ralphie, like it's whatever made them love each other to start with. Those memories are in her somewhere because it comes out in certain aspects. Like she's still drawn to those things, but this Mona doesn't know why. She doesn't know about the initial connection. Right. And that just seems like the most fucked up thing in the world to have lived, you know, 14 lifetimes and only until you're 22. Yeah. So like if that doesn't find a way to even out somehow. And so if Mona um, has died like 14 times. She has to be reborn, right? They said she was reborn every 22 years. Right. So, whatever, whoever Mona's parents were in these different time frames always had to deal with his dead child at 22 years old. Good job, Maybe Ralphie. Maybe she doesn't get to know her parents. Oh, she's an orphan every time? Yeah. Or is she... That's a good, that's a good cop, cop out there. Or was she just... Instead of having like a real life parent and then her father being midichlorians, she's just... Like metachlorians and metachlorians, so she just birthed out of air. She just appears. I mean, do we need to talk about metachlorians? I don't know, man. It's the only reason why Jedi are powerful. <laughs> don't say that. I don't know what to tell you, man. You just, I mean, you could just not say that. The Force, when Kylo Ren rose to prominence, the Force had to balance it out, so they had to, the metachlorians in raised blood had to rise. I don't know what else to tell you. That's how it happens. I don't know what else to tell me either. Palpatine used those to create Anakin. This is how it works. I didn't make the rules of this world. I just live in it. I Yeah, I wish you did make the rules. Wait, no, I don't. You're just sour because you don't have any metachlorians in your blood. I mean, you don't know that. I might have metachlorians in my blood. Ah, so you see, there's a benefit to having metachlorians in your blood. I might have a lot of metachlorians. You don't even fucking know how many metachlorians I might have in my blood. I don't know. I just, that app I just downloaded... It's telling me you don't have very many metachlorians in your bloodstream. Oh, fuck that app, dude. Metachlorian so, detector. Get it at the Google store. Because that's a thing that exists. The Google store. Not the plague. I don't even know what you're talking about now. You're just Googling shit. You're not talking to anything. I'm not even Googling anything. Was looking, you, you had a whole monologue. I know. You're going, clicking over here. What are you looking at? Looking at Rockula stuff. Oh, that's cool. And I'm listening to you. Good. You had a whole thing. I did. Thing. I'm, I'm done with that. But I'm still on it though. Mona right. needs like Mona needs her memories. Otherwise, it's not even the same woman he fell in love with. It's just it's like she just shares the same attractive body frame, and like maybe her same um, inclinations, like you know, nature versus nurture, whatever. Her same temperaments. But every Mona has lived a different life with different experiences. He's had the pleasure of meeting twenty, um, fourteen different versions of the woman he loves. And he let them all die. Oh my god. Well, you know what? He finally did this, uh, the right thing after 378. He did. Years. He did. So does that mean for sure the curse is broken? Like this will never happen again? I would... I mean, we don't... We In get... 22 years, like, she won't die. Well, when she dies, she won't come back. Because that's... Oh, that's, a, that's what if she dies? Oh, that's ahead. the fucked up part about this whole thing is that he goes through all this, everything, you know, to save her, to be with her. Yeah. And eventually, probably, she's 22 years old, give it about 70 to 80 years, she's dead unless he turns her into her vampire. Correct. She died before he could turn her into one. It seems like that was going to be a thing. Possibly. 
which he should just do. The movie well, was. Well, she has to agree to that because she just doesn't know anything about. She didn't. Uh, vampires exist, I guess. This is all new to me. I mean, at one point she. She's knew. gonna have to f- make sure she's really in love with him to be committed to being a vampire. What if she doesn't want to do that? She was supposed to live as a normal human and die as a normal human, and never come back. I mean, that would that is her choice, but sometimes you don't get a choice. He could just make her a vampire. Right. I don't think then, he's that forceful. Clearly he's not, because Ralph, he's, I mean, if it wasn't, this is why I insist also that he has the glamour ability, like hardcore, because a vampire as weak as him would not survive. Right. Normal humans can beat his ass. Right. That's a problem. Right. Um, before we end this, though, we w- we need to talk about the end of the movie after it is a happy happily ever after. Which, you find out your ma's killed the girl you loved basically almost that many times, and it's like, we forgive or you. Or caused her to get killed. And Mona forgives, Mona forgives her without knowing what the fuck she's done to her. Right. There could have been universes where, or lifetimes where mom just rips off her head. Yeah. You don't know. I mean, Ravi wouldn't have been able to see that. She could have blamed the wolfman. Wolfman. I don't know what happened 300 years ago. Oh, I thought you were trying. You forgot what that it was a peg leg pirate. I would never forget Wolfman. that. I've said it so many times. Um, the one thing we need to address is the ending, as far as it cuts back to Mirror Ralph. Real he, quick before Mirror Ralph. Um, yes. Well, I just wanted to mention one of the every like a pirate does this. So mom is the psychic we talked about, the psychic for him, right. for, um, for, Stanley. for Stanley. So he's dressed up as a pirate at the end, and then him and Ralph get to have this battle that ends with um, Stanley in one of his cryogenic chambers. And he just, like, dies, and it's telling him to have... There's a recording in the cryogenic chamber that talks about him having, like, something to soothe you into, like, your sleep, about how your nine iron is like your penis or something. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Luca, what is that? I, I I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I don't know what that's about either. It's funny. I get it. But what we were gonna, what I was mentioning before was Go to it. Yeah, the mirror Ralph is kind of like you know you left me behind, and maybe that's a whole thing of like he is finally not like doesn't have this two personality thing because the curse could have been broken. Because well, it might not gonna be a curse. It just be his demons inside is just like he his issues of like having to always talk to himself about this this thing. Yeah isn't there anymore so he leaves it behind and he's like i you can't just do this to me and he throws a garbage can through the mirror it breaks it it does he jumps through zaps through like electrical these women come through with him yes and he's in an elvis outfit he is and goes on stage as rockula yes and performs the rockula theme song right for the entire end credits correct so this being, this entity that he's been interacting with the entire movie gets to tra- transports himself into our reality. Well, not my reality. That reality. And he just sings this Elvis song. He calls out Bo Diddley in it. He does, which is breaking the fourth wall. It is. He's just calling out to Bo Diddley's tunes. Bo Diddley had a ridiculous costume on during Rapula. It was out of control. He was like a bumblebee. It was it was weird, but the level embarrassing of, for him. The level of shock on my face when Mirror Ralphie drum, jumps into this reality. I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't know what I was watching. I didn't know where I was. No one does. If I wasn't in familiar surroundings, I would have been afraid I left this world. Like I was in space or something. Like I was in that Tesla sitting riding shotgun with that man Elon Musk murdered. 
floating around the Earth, heading to Mars. You That's what I would have thought it was. Somebody's in that suit, man. Yeah. Some dead person is in space going to Mars. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> uh, and hopefully next week we uh, we get a kick out of the uh, movie we're going to watch for that episode. It's a little double feature, feature little, in a way. A little double feature, yeah. kind of. Same director, same writer. Same team. He, he wrote it. He wrote oh, he's it. the same guy. Right. Uh, Luca Bersovici... Uh, I hope it's I'm, pronounced right. I'm hoping. That's what happens when you just read words. Uh, it it happens, but uh, we're gonna watch. It's a, something on the for the for the podcast. I've been trying to find for a long time, and haven't been able to do so. He was, uh, you know, he sent us a copy of this movie. Very gracious of him. Very we do, gracious. We do thank you. And the movie is from 1995. It is called The Granny. Being Granny's favorite can be murder. Oh, shit. I'm not going to read anything else about it. Don't, don't do know. it. I don't know anything else don't about do it. Don't do it. Going clean. I just know it's called The Granny. I know Anime Dan going fresh. Was, uh, had seen this a long time ago. Podcast so alum. He had knew uh, some things about this movie, but um, we, we have a... You, cannot, you can't get this movie, so this is going to be an unfortunate... Rockula, you could watch... On Amazon Prime, maybe we'll do. Or if you, ha- or if you had it on the bl- Blu-ray that just came out via Scream Factory, you could definitely s- see the movie. But this is a movie that we're all, we're just going to let you know about we're, it. We're going to have to do a little more narrative descriptives. We are for plot. because uh, this is a movie that probably not many people have seen, and uh, you're not going to be able to see it because it's just one that just doesn't doesn't exist in any sort of format. You could buy a VHS tape maybe off Amazon for an absurd price, I'm sure. So that's about the only only way you're going to be able to. Uh, if you do that, send us an email. Get your hands on at BNB Podcast. Yeah, if you have a VHS at gmail.com. Let us know. So yeah, next week on the podcast, the Granny from 1995. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. 